Blog Talk Radio. How's your team doing? Well, I guess it depends on what your team is, right? Uh, if you're if you're a New York Giant fan, you're not very happy. You got Eli back, and then you got pretty much what you've gotten all season. Um, you know, but if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, um, you're probably pretty happy right now. If you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, you're torn because. On the one hand, your team, you know, is doing really well. But on the other hand, you lost your franchise quarterback to a uh, torn ACL. So, whatever, whoever your team is, enjoy the last three games. Unless you're a Cleveland Browns fan, then don't enjoy them. <laughs> Damn Cleveland Browns. Tease. They just, they just, they just like a sexy woman. Tease. You know? Got my mouth all ready for that nice win over Green Bay. Got me all excited about a win over Green Bay. I'm like, come on, Cleveland. You know, because, I mean, you know, uh, as everybody knows, Dallas is, you know, I'm trying, you know, we're trying to get in the playoffs. Green Bay is one of the teams that holds a head-to-head tiebreaker. So a Green Bay loss would be beneficial. You know, Cleveland jump out 21-7. to I'm like, oh, hey, Green Bay. I mean, uh, Cleveland, come on with your bad self. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, that didn't work out. But you know, I can't. I would be remiss if I did not mention um, while we are here to talk about football. Um, I, I, you know, I get amazed at what I've seen in this country over the last eleven, twelve months since uh, um, this guy was elected president, and and I'm seeing things that I never, ever, ever. I'm 50 years old, okay? I turned 50 this year. And I'm seeing things I never thought I would see. And although I didn't grow up like my dad did in the South and all of that, but some of the things that we're seeing today, man, I, I can't even imagine how he, how he did it. And we got, a, we got a Senate race in Alabama, my dad's home state. And um, we got a guy who... <laughs> You know, and this ain't this is this is not about Republican versus Democrat. This is just about right and wrong. And um this guy is this guy is just bad news. You know. Um accused of all types of inappropriate things with young women. 
And um, and then if you look at his, if you do look at his politics, it's it's funky, you know. Um, and uh, he's he he didn't drop out with all the accusations swirling. He didn't drop out, so the election is over, and now they're tallying the results. Right now he's up with twelve percent, and he's up by two points. So two points is you know it's too close to call. Um, NBC News is saying too early to call. So I will be. You know, I'll be chiming in throughout the night as I watch this to see if this guy gets elected. It's, it's going to be a sad day in this country if this idiot gets elected and a sad day for the great state of Alabama, you know, the birthplace of my father. It just would be a sad day. And again, if he was a Democrat with everything he was accused of, I'd feel the same way. Um, it has zero to do with Republican versus Democrat. It just has to do with, you know, a piece of shit versus anybody else. That said, we're going to get back on to some football. Let's bring on my co-hosts. We've got JB, we've got Dr. Train, and we've got K-Star. Gentlemen, welcome to the Madden Voice. What up, what up, what up? What's happening? What's going on, fellas? Let's get it in. Let's get it on. Let's get ready to rumble. So I want to jump right in. I want to ask... I want to ask JB and, and Dr. Train this question. I want this question is specifically, I'm not going to answer it, and K-Star is not going to answer it. This is for JB and Dr. Train. JB has coined the nickname, the voice of reason. And Dr. Train is always a well-thought-out respondent. So I want you guys to answer this question, and I want you to be honest. I don't want no don't we don't we don't pull no punches and we don't give a we don't this is politically incorrect NFL talk tonight in lieu of what's going on in Alabama. I thought it was appropriate to call this politically incorrect talk tonight. Okay. So I wanna ask you guys a question. Between myself and K Star, who is the bigger homer? And be honest. Commissioner T versus K Star, the bigger homer. JB and K Star. I mean, I'm sorry. JB and Dr. Tran. I don't care who goes first. What do you guys think? <laughs> that's that's close. Uh, you want to go, uh, Tran, or you want me to go first? Go ahead. Go ahead, JB. You can go first. Um, and, and and this is putting my allegiance to the side, but I'm gonna have to give a nod to K Star just because of some of the things that I've heard him say over the course of my tenure here on the Madden Voice. Uh, my, my commissioner T, my brother, he's definitely a homer. But there's been some things that come out of come out of K Star's mouth that I'd be like, like I said before, that's stretching like a gymnast. <laughs> Keep providing um, examples. But wait, we can get into the details cool. after. I want answers first, and then then you can we can go on stuff. <laughs> go ahead, but go ahead, Doc. I just and again. This was this is this is off the cuff. I didn't ask. I didn't say. I didn't, just for the record. I didn't say a word to my brother, and my brother has no problem in putting me in my place if he thinks I'm wrong. So before anybody, especially you, case star, well, he's your brother. No, <laughs> trust me. If he don't agree with me, he ain't got no problem. But um, Doctor Strange, your your uh, opinion on this? Okay, so I, I've been with it, been with this show just a little a little bit longer than than the voice of reason. And man, let me let me just tell you, it's it's hands down, it's K Star. If if anything T is guilty of, no matter what NFL topic we choose, T can tie back to the Cowboys. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what team you're talking about. He can tie it back to the Cowboys. 
He's okay, like, you I'll do remember that. how he did Tony Romo? He can he yeah. can do that. But in yeah. regards, like, really, like, K-Star, you really had a debate just because we didn't want to call one of your players the greatest. You wasn't even satisfied with them being the, just the top whatever. They have to be the greatest. I'm just like, but they're not there yet. But look what they're what doing. Oh, I'm like, come on, man. It's like, let them, let them evolve. It's just, it's, I mean, even in the power rankings, that's why we're shocked a week ago as we see the power rankings. Like, everybody got to steal the number one. That's tough for the Steelers homer. When in the past, the Steelers didn't even scrape the top of the power rankings. You're just like, yep, we're picking them up. We just won. We're, we're over 500. What? I mean, really? It's like, come on, man. You... Yeah. Yeah, K-Star, you got the – you got the Homer Trophy on there, but you still got a strong football acumen in my And, and I will come around that one. I will be with <laughs> that and, and, and let me just say this before K starts. Let me just say this, okay? Um, it's it's okay to be a Homer. It's not okay to be a Homer and then not admit it. And and where where K Star, you and I, where you and I bump heads is. You call me a homer, but I want you to think about all the discussions we've had and how many times I've seen Antonio Brown's the best wide receiver in the NFL. How I was the one who put Big Ben in the four horsemen. Okay, I was the one who said, I think it's time to put Big Ben there. And how I've said, even though I think um, Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back, I've also said that it's uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, and then everybody else. So I give your team credit where credit is due. You, on the other hand, don't do that with my team, with my players, with my Cowboys. And had the nerve, had the audacity, had the unmitigated gall to run your mouth on Facebook to Cowboy fans where you don't do that crap here on the Madden Voice. You had the audacity to say that. The cow- when was the last time the Cowboys played in prime time? That's what you posted which was last week. But anyway, so that's when you, when you, when you say things like that, I got to call you out, brother, cause, because like, when your team is riding high, that's when you can just chill and say, Psh, I don't know about y'all, but we're 11-2. and two. You, ain't even got, you ain't even got nothing. You don't even, your team is kicking butt and taking names, bro. You, ain't, you don't got to say anything. And that's when you're at your worst because that's when you do most of your talking. You should just sit back and be like, <laughs> how your team doing? Look at mine. Just like we were doing last year when the Cowboys were on that run, I was sitting back like, I don't know about you, but we're 11-1. and one. <laughs> Next. I'll give you the floor now, K-Star. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so I've heard that I am the, the unanimous homer of a sample size of two people, three if you count T, and I've heard that it's it's really unequivocal, but I didn't hear an example. So before we get to the oh, examples, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. I just curious gave you but but before before we get into that, there are three players that I have advocated for more passionately than anyone else from the Steelers. Three players. Do we know who they are? Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. I think that through this show's history, I've, I, I got you guys to admit that Big Ben is a four horseman, took on enough, that 
Le'Veon Bell is the best running back in the league, and then Antonio Brown is the best receiver. Objectively, you know, this, these aren't these aren't really controversial statements. And sure, I'm, I can be obnoxious. I don't dispute that. I was being obnoxious the other night on the Facebook. I, I did hashtag America's team. You know, but most of that was. Oh, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that bullshit. But keep going. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know. So. <clears throat> and and so you know we've had the 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 triplet conversation. I came up pretty good on that. Triplet. Who was the team that again, originated the term triplet? Who was the team that originated yeah, that term? By the way. I know. That I, would be who. I know. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You had so, to go so, to the Cowboys on, this conversation. No, it's the truth. See, K-Star, when it's the truth, the truth It, it doesn't speaks. matter. So back up for a minute. Back up. It, it's Big Ben, let's, let's, take, let's take your three players one at a time. Big Ben, advocate as one of the horsemen, after the decline of Peyton Manning. Okay? Not before, after. When Peyton was on his game, there was no debate who the four horsemen were. And we had Big Ben on the outside and you couldn't even argue that when Peyton was on his game. So let's be real. Um, Le'Veon, I've already addressed Le'Veon, okay? I think Ezekiel Elliott is a better back. Um, not by much. It's not head and shoulders. It's not a slam dunk. It's debatable. I could certainly hear the argument that, that Le'Veon is better. I just think Ezekiel being a little bit younger, um, I just think he's a better all-around back. I, that's my opinion. Uh, I, I can certainly go to last year. I mean, he hasn't played a full season this year, but, um, you know, your boy's up by 300 yards on Ezekiel Elliott, who has missed five games. Do you think he would have averaged at least 60 yards a game in those five games? I think so. So, you know, I, I mean, we can, we can rip the numbers apart any way we want, but here, here's the difference between you and I. I can say unequivocally that it's a close discussion. You never come back and give that back. You just, say, you just say, it's your boy no matter what, hands down. I took forever to get to A.B. being the best because, because when we had this conversation three years ago, Des Bryant was tearing it up, averaging 91 catches uh, a year and, and 1,300 yards through, from 2012 to 2014. So I told you it ain't hands down, and it wasn't. Julio Jones, it wasn't. Now I came around because – Dez has declined quite a bit. Julio has been inconsistent. So I came back and said, you know what? Can't dispute it now. Your boy is the best in the league. But would you have done the same, K-Star? Would you come back and say someone else is the best in the league? Because there are, there are di- differing opinions. There are people who still don't think uh, A.B. is the best in the game. I think he is, but there are others that, that, that don't. Okay. So my point is, the reason that you win the Homer Award is because even when it's not incontrovertible, incontrovertible, you are still harping. And it always has to be the best. It can't be one of the best. It can't be look how good they're doing. You have to jump to, to the limit. And then, and then I get your game. I get what you're trying to do now. I get what you're trying to do now. When the Steelers were like, would have like an 8-5 and five record and you'd put them in at two in the power rankings, we'd give you a hard time, and you'd make your case about strength of schedule and blah, blah, blah. Now, when they're definitively at the top, you send your power rankings in and you put them in as number two. You're the only one that put them in as number two. I get what you're trying to do. 
Because you know we're going to call you out as being a homer. So now you're trying to go the other direction. <laughs> now you're trying to say, oh, no, no, no. The, Steelers, the, the, the Patriots are actually the best team in the NFL. You know damn well you don't believe that. Because if you believe the Patriots are the best team in the NFL, are you sitting there saying that the Patriots are going to beat your Steelers come Sunday afternoon at 425? Is that what you're saying? So – before we get on to that, first of all, I'm glad you pointed out that there's actual factual evidence, that there's factual evidence that you're right. Obviously, clearly not the number one homer if I can put my pride, my team pride aside and objectively say that I don't think the Steelers are the best team in the league. I'm and it has to do really? with injury. It has to do with injury. Who do you, it has to do with okay, Ryan. So Again, I watch every, every team, snap of the every team. Has, every team has injury, and you think another team's injuries is greater than yours? Another team is playing better, but you really feel like the Patriots are playing better ball than your team? The Patriots have have one less loss. Oh, hold on. First of all, first of all, this is funny because, you know, look look how the argument has turned. Here I am uh, uh, arguing against the Steelers where you guys are arguing for them, and then I'm also being accused of a homer. Because we do your game, K-Star. It's not a game. It's not a game. I'm not a homer. Look it. I can put the Steelers number two. And – you know, he. I called you a homer because you said Zeke Elliott is better than Le'Veon Bell. I mean, that's a very homer thing in to this, say. In this particular case, in regards to the power rankings, it's not so much as you being objective. You're just wrong. <laughs> You're just completely incorrect. <laughs> Forget even being objective. You're just incorrect. You're incorrect about your own team. Like uh, I'm not. I, I watch every single. Really, no one wants to see them right now. Not at this stage. Not at this part. Not at this part of the season. Nobody and nobody's saying, but especially with Carson Wentz going down for the Eagles, like there's no other team. Like who? And you play the Patriots next week, and you want to put them a playmate. That's what I don't understand. And here's the two. Here's two points right here that justify you being accused of being the biggest homer. One is, you know, damn well we talk about the Patriots and and the Steelers. You're going to pick the Steelers, and you give us five reasons why the Steelers are going to beat the Patriots. But yet you have the Steelers number two and the Patriots number one. So the Steelers have a have a one game better record, and you're going to tell us how they're going to beat New England. But you have New England as top of the power rankings. That makes no sense, except you're trying to play the Jedi mind trick. And number two, fine, you don't believe Le'Veon Bell is – you don't believe Ezekiel Elliott is better. That's fair. Are you going to sit there and tell me that that's not a debatable statement? Are you sitting there and tell me that yes. in the year and a half yes, that we saw not, Ezekiel Elliott that he is not in that conversation? So it, it's not debatable, and I, I can quickly go through it real quick. So, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, first of all, we, uh, I get accused of annoying people too quickly. You know, the example train actually brought up was me defending and backing up Le'Veon Bell uh, in his breakout season, which is interesting that somehow that's being used against me. I think that played out well. But at any rate, you know, and, and we, here we have a player in his second year in Ezekiel Elliott, right? Now, Le'Veon Bell's been in the league for five years. Le'Veon Bell is the fastest player uh, to hit 7,000-plus yards in 60 games. In NFL history, the dude's averaging 150 or 140 yards per game for his career. That's a large, large, large sample size. He's not slowing down. I mean, he's leading the league in receiving or leading the league from scrimmage yards this year and rushing. So, when you look at his body of work, how long he's been doing it for, and his complete game in terms of as a receiver as well as a runner, I mean, yeah, it, it is Le'Veon, and it, it's interesting that all of a sudden. You know, that argument can change 
to, you know, Zeke. Zeke is right there with, with Le'Veon when he's, you know, been only in the league for a year and a half. And on the other side of that, you can then argue. And then on the other side. I'm not putting Zeke in the – I'm not putting him in a Hall of Fame like you did Cam Newton. I'm saying I test what I've seen. I didn't do the stats, but when I did them last year, I, I – pretty much ate your lunch because you were saying, oh, no, no, no. And I went through every stat with you, and you had, you had nothing. Well, one was – but he was better than – I said, no, he wasn't. And I said, in a team – when we played you guys in Pittsburgh, how many receiving yards? Who had the more receiving yards? Oh, okay. So a year and a half into his career. Okay. It's still receiving there's, there's yards. There's no argument that, that Ezekiel Elliott – there's no – on the film and through – Statistics. There's nothing to suggest that D.K. Elliott is a better overall running back than Le'Veon Bell. Period. I mean, there, there's, there's nothing, nothing to suggest. Well, I disagree. Number that. one, and, num- and 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 number two, like I said, I can just off the top of my head, and I can go do the stats. Except, I, you know, you have to, you actually have to want to hear it for me to even waste my time. So that's why I didn't do it. But he's got 300 yards on him right now. And, and it, there's a five-game difference in their playing. And if you think Zeke wouldn't have averaged 60 yards per game in those five games, you're retarded. Zeke would be leading the league but, in rushing right now if he was healthy. Uh, I'm sorry, see, if he was playing, he's, he's healthy. He's just not playing. You, you call him, you call him the, the better back, overall back, yet then you want to just cite rushing yards. Well, you can't do that. That's, that's, that's flawed. There's a contradiction in your argument that you're trying to present, and there's a huge hole in it. So if you want to do it, look at it from total scrimmage yards. And Le'Veon averages 130 a game. Ezekiel Elliott averaged 125. He's good. Okay. He's very good. But Zeke has but played been five games. Le'Veon's been, Le'Veon's okay. been doing this for five years now. That, okay, good for Le'Veon because he's older and he's been in the league longer. Good for him. Uh, Adrian Peterson's been doing it longer than both of them. I'm talking about right now, if we look at performance on the field right now, for you to say that Zeke ain't even in the conversation is a homer statement. Because if it was flipped around and Zeke had been doing this for five years and Le'Veon had been doing it for a year and a half, you'd say Le'Veon is the best young back in the league. Look out. Zeke is, is getting knocked off the, off the mountain. Here comes Le'Veon. He's running the show. Blah, 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 blah. That's what you'd be saying. Which is exactly, which is exactly what you did, which is exactly what he did three years ago. <laughs> right. He just said it, which is exactly right. what he did three years ago. The minute Le'Veon had one breakout season, it was like, ooh. His yeah. first breakout year, yeah. And I was right. And, and the dude's on pace to crush the NFL record books. I'm sorry. I mean, if that makes me a homer, well, then, then well, honestly, I, what are you guys watching? Oh, it's not, it's not. Saying a statistic is not making you a homer. And as we know, because, see, in Dallas, we, we also you guys had some good running backs in your career. We've had some pretty good ones in our career, too. We've got the all-time leading rusher in our background. We know what it takes to get there. You don't. And he's going to have to play a long time and stay healthy to get that rushing record. But in the meantime, my point is this. Le'Veon's a great back. I would take Le'Veon after Zeke, but I would take Le'Veon. I would take Le'Veon over every other back in the NFL other than Zeke. But – that's why I call you a homer, because you want to say it's not even close when there is not a knowledgeable, and I, I listen, I watch every show, every show, okay, before we do this show. There is no one that says 
Zeke hands down. I mean, uh, Le'Veon hands down is the best running back in the NFL. Not one. I don't hear that anywhere except that, from you. That, that's not true. It is. What, you gonna tell me what I hear now? You gonna tell me yeah, what I, mean, I hear? Now? You must be hearing things. Yeah. Sign example, please. No, I mean, that's just I ridiculous. Hear, you know, not ridiculous. Lady and Thomas and Thomas to call Lady on the Bell the best running back in his second year, and he's been seeing it ever since, and so have many others. I mean, there's no argument against Lady. And his second year, he wasn't even in the league then. I'm talking about right now. Right and now. He's not better right now. And he still doesn't average as many well, yards again as Lady on. Okay, I disagree. And like I said, he's missed five games this year. So we don't know what would have happened in those five games. And it's not because he's not healthy, he's healthy. And I think he's. I think right now he's he's a little bit better. But here's my point. You see, I said a little bit better. You say it's not even close. That's what makes you the homer. You can't have it where someone else is even in the discussion. You've got to say they're the best ever. They're the best all time because they're a Steeler. That's what you have to. Well, that's not true. That's a homer. The, the, the Steelers. That the Steelers so are in a unique true. position. That, that, that's not true at all. The Steelers are in a very unique situation where they happen to have had the three of the top players at their position for the past five years. I mean, right now they all literally were leading the league. But that doesn't mean that categories that last night. But that doesn't are, mean. Okay. By the way, these are three. <clears throat> these are three Hall of Fame players. I have no problem saying that easily. Well, Ben's going to the Hall of Fame. Did they want to speak that? And, no, I said Ben's going to the Hall of Fame. I, I don't have a problem with that. I agree fully. He could retire at the end of this year, and he's going to the Hall of Fame. We'll see about uh, Le'Veon and, and Antonio. I mean, you know, they, they need to put some more miles on, but at the pace that they're going, yes. But you know what? Gil Brandt did top 25 running backs last year, and guess who was in the top 25 already of all time? He said this guy is a transcendent player. He is a generational player. He had him at 22 already because of what he see. Not only what he did, but what he says this guy is going to be able to do. Called him transcendent. Gilbrandt's one of the best uh, evaluators of talent in the history of the NFL. And that's what he said. So my point is, for you to say it's not even close is not a problem. Talent. I don't have a problem with you feeling your guy is better. I have a problem when you act like the discussion isn't a valid discussion or a debate. It is a valid debate. I respect the fact that you feel strongly about Le'Veon as I do about Zeke. I, my problem is, is when you act like it shouldn't even be a discussion. Oh, no, it's a discussion. Zeke is right. Zeke is, Zeke is everything that they drafted him to be. He can catch out of the backfield. He can run. He can block. He's a three-down back. He's phenomenal. And right now, for my money, he's the best back I've ever seen in Dallas. Now, granted, Emmitt Smith's got all the records because of longevity, so Zeke's got a long way to go. Okay, he's got a long way to go. But I have never seen a back in Dallas, not, not, not Emmitt, not uh, um, Tony Dorsett, not um, Marion Barber, not DeMarco Murray, who can do everything like Zeke can. Not in Dallas. I've not seen that. Jay, you uh, and agree? I, Am I wrong? I haven't seen them in Pittsburgh. No, I mean, Herschel Walker was, was the truth, but there's certain things that Herschel couldn't do that Zeke can do. Uh, we never really hear about Herschel being able to pick up blitzes. Um, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, but I think that Zeke is a little more nimble. But, no, I, I can't I can't disagree with and him. And we didn't draft him. I, I, I'm talking about guys that we, we actually drafted. We traded for him. And oh, okay. He played yeah, two steps. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, 
you know, you know, you know I don't count her. Yeah, yeah, I'm counting okay. homegrown guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, let me just let me, let me think just one other. Thomas, I think Zeke, by the way, would it, the thing that the thing that's the reason why I think Le'Veon sets himself from Zeke, just from the receiving standpoint. I think Zeke needs to work more on being a better receiver off the backfield. You know, it's he's not, not there yet. Not, I mean, David Johnson's better at receiving than he is at the backfield as well. Don't, don't say it's, it's not, not. That's not. It's that's not, not our because it's you're, not, you're, not, you're then suggesting you're then you're then can I you're, my, you're then suggesting yeah go ahead I, I, I finish my statement uh, this year no I follow the team I know my team better than you so don't tell me about my team what I am telling you is is that the scheme did not call for Zeke to catch a lot of passes out of the backfield last year his rookie year when they realized that he had that extra dimension they built that in for this year. Now, we had a lot of other problems this year, so we didn't get to see it featured like we wanted to, including the fact that he missed five games. But that wasn't Zeke. That's Garrett and Linehan. That's the scheme of the team. When you have uh, Switzer, Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, Des Bryant, uh, Jason Witten, when you have all those receivers, there's only one ball to go around. They wanted Zeke to be a three-down running back, 25, 30 carries out of uh, a game like um, Emmett Smith, who could catch it out of the backfield, but it wasn't his game. It was only when needed. When they realized how good he was at it, they said, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Let's change the scheme around. If I could chime in for a second. Come on with it. If I could chime in for a second. The only, the only uh, if you want to give the only wide receiver net that uh, – Le'Veon has is the fact that the Steelers will push him out wide. He's that's something that Dallas. Okay, I get it, but that's that, that's something that Dallas doesn't do. But Last that year. is this that year. is that is that is scheme. <laughs> I mean, one, I I I I, did, I I disagree with the concession that he that he doesn't catch balls out of the backfield just as good as Le'Veon. He even did that last year when they actually gave him the opportunity. He did it smooth. Screens, whatever it is, he can, he can do all of that. What I, I don't see Dallas line him out, line him out wide that much. But it's, I also think that's due to how the team runs the offense is not a necessity. It's not a necessity for them to do it as much as it is the Steelers, Le'Veon, in regards to what else the Steelers have behind Brown and Le'Veon. Like it's, it's to the Steelers' advantage to, 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 have, to have Le'Veon line out. That, but let me let me just clarify something. But let me clarify. But well, I just want to clarify one point, Jay, and then you can jump in. He actually was lined out more wide receiver like this year than last year. Again, remember what I said. They even the scouts and the team didn't realize how versatile he was. So this year's scheme, they definitely had him incorporated more into the passing game, including wide and going five wide five people wide, and he would be one. He'd start in the backfield, then he'd run out and go out to the edge. So I'm just, just clarifying that this year we saw a lot of that in the games that he did play. Jay, go ahead. And now that's what I was going to say, that he has been split out wide for one, two. I was going to go back and piggyback off of your point about scheme. That's the, it's not the way the Cowboys are built right now, and they had had a need to do that. Not to mention we haven't seen enough of them throughout the course of the year this year because if y'all remember in the offseason, well, the talk of the town was, we got to get Zeke more touches, not just as a running back, but also as a receiver. So that dimension was going to take shape because it had been discussed all offseason long. 
And the fact that last year he had an 83-yard touchdown, this year he had a 72-yard touchdown. He can catch the ball out of the Off backfield. Screen. He can catch the ball lining up. We just haven't seen enough because he's missed five games. And I think T was, was going further with that, talking about the, the rushing yards that he would have. Also, you can say the, the receiving yards that he would have had had he not been out these five games. So to say that he needs to be incorporated more in the passing game, I, I think that's premature because that's been the plan all along. He just hasn't been on the field all 13 games for us to see it. But the eight games that he has been out there, we have seen that come up. So, okay, so I wanna, I wanna, because we have a lot to talk about. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna just, I wanna just take, take one more, one more topic. Um, and you know, I gotta be honest with you, bro. You know, you, you, you come on here, you wanna be obnoxious on Facebook about my Cowboys, man. Bring it here. Say that Cowboy Facebook talk. Bring it here. You know what I'm saying? Say it with your chest. You go on Facebook, pounding your chest about anti-cowboy crap. Don't be, don't be, don't be scared. I know, I know, I know. You can't roll with Big T, but but try, try if you if you got any if you got any stones. Um, so let me ask you. So so, um, Michael Jordan's nickname was Air Jordan, right? Um, Dominique Wilson Wilkins, the Human Highlight film, Irvin Magic Johnson Magic, right? You know. There are names that, that, that are adapted, and Michael Jordan's 50-some years old now. Probably, I mean, if he can still dunk, it's barely. He certainly ain't jumping from the, from the, high, from the foul line. Um, you know, Dominique, you know, Magic, you guys are older. Things change. Um, you know, the Cowboys coined the nickname America's Team. It, they, they created that, and the reason is because um, they were on TV every week because of their popularity. 21 years in a row making a playoff, still a record um, that, that no team has, has matched just yet. Uh, most valuable franchise in the world, any sport, including all the soccer sports, hands down. Uh, always the most watched regular season games. If you look at the top five, you'll see Dallas in at least three of them every year, without a doubt. Go, go check it out. I don't make this shit up. It's the truth. Always. That's hey, see, why I have, a, I have another. Time. I have a... well, that, that's why, hold on, that's why they're I... in prime time every week except for this past Sunday because they played the Giants. And no one gives a crap about the Giants. But that's why they're prime time every week. And guess what? Sunday Night Football, Oakland, back in prime time. So, I mean, for you to want to steal a name that wasn't your name, come up with your own name. Come up with your don't, – don't go stealing something because you're jealous. Create your own name. Steeler fans, come up with – you guys have a great franchise, six Super Bowl wins. Oh, and by the way, the whole more Hall of Famers, uh, yeah, I went to Pro Football Hall of Fame and checked out because I'm like, really? And for relevant players that the Pro Football Hall of Fame identifies as a Steeler or a Cowboy, you know what the difference is? Four. Steelers have four more. Do you know how long the Steelers have been around? Since 1933. You know how long the Cowboys have been around? Since 1960. So in 27 years, you have four more. That ain't really something to pound your chest about. And it took you how many years to get to six Super Bowls when we already had five like 20 years ago? So, I mean, you're going to pound your chest about stuff. Tell the entire story. Train, you want to jump in here? I was going to say the one other added is about the Cowboys is they have the number one logo in the world. Star is the wow. number one logo. They're the only NFL team that owns their logo. 
I didn't know that. It's this day. I have a friend here that's a Dallas fan. She went to visit the stadium. She did the whole tour and everything, which, T, if you have not done it, you need to go because yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do the tour. I could. I got to the stadium and saw the game, but I couldn't do the tour. I, I just timing didn't work out for me to be able to do that. So, your your mouth for the stuff that she told me, your mouth would drop. You will understand why certain players on your team are really good. I understand why your kicker is really good. I understand yeah. why Ezekiel uh, hurdles everybody. Like it's in their. It's it's actually in their practice. There's just a bunch of things she told me, but I, that the one that telling me about the number one logo in the world, I was like, really? The star? Number two is Nike. They beat Nike. Wow. <laughs> and that's something I didn't know. <laughs> nope. So, K-Star, you, you certainly that's deserve a beautiful, time to that's beautiful. Yeah, that's a beautiful capitalism at work. I mean, are we going to brand rap artists and or the Backstreet Boys? For you know being you know the the greatest because they 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 they've had more people buying their albums than others. I mean, like, come on, it's ridiculous. The Steelers, by the way, been on. You said Eminem was the greatest ever. Kind of ridiculous. Wait a minute, you said that about Eminem. You said that about Eminem. No, that's not the argument. That wasn't the argument. That's, no, that was your that argument. Was argument. I don't like that argument. I don't like the popularity. That was your argument. Really best-selling rap artist ever, Eminem. He's the best. He's the best ever. He's the best-selling. That was your argument. Nah. <laughs> okay. Nope. But anyway, well, my I mean, thing the is, Steelers, if look, you, look. Well, go ahead. Now, I was gonna say to 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 me, it's a mute point to argue the whole America's team title. That's that's understanding, and it's and it's and it really is just fact. When the Cowboys are do are are have a remote chance, have any remote chance of being a postseason team. They will always be the prime time team because the media knows that they have two kinds of fans: the fans that want to see them win, and the fans that can't stand their guts. And both of them will watch the game to see Dallas win and to see Dallas lose. Absolutely, they just do it. It 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 just is, man. You can There's no use in fighting against that. You just got to hope your team is doing so, much better so they can get that spot. So the Steelers fans, we troll the Cowboy fans for the American team logo because the Steelers have had more on-field success. They are one of the most popular teams in the league. There's a reason why they are on prime time every week. And it's really just to more troll them and rub their nose and the fact that they're just not that good anymore. So, you know, it's one of those things where you're talking about a star and a logo. It's like, who cares? Talking about a star being – the argument, that's – I care about Hall of Famers. I care about Super Bowls. I care about wins and Steelers. Got them and all that. And the Steelers-Cowboys, by the way, have one of the greatest rivalries ever. So it, 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 the Steelers and Cowboys fans, they give each other crap a lot of time, and it's because of their history. And, you know, it, it's just one of those bragging right type things. But why would you want to take something that doesn't belong to you? It's not your. It's not your. It's not your slogan. So, why would you want to try to take something that is? It's coin. It's it's who we are. It's not something we're trying to be. It's who we no are. No one's try. No no one's trying to take it. It, it. It's mockery. That's what you don't get. It, it. It's mocking the Cowboys. That's all it is. 
because they call themselves America's team, but they're just not as good of a franchise. They haven't been. That's all it is. It's, it's pure mockery. So when we played y'all it's last year, trolling. What, what happened? And speaking of which, and speaking of which, in speaking Pittsburgh? of trolling, and speaking of setting the stage and setting the table, I mean, T, part of the reason why I did the America's team and all the trolling was to set the stage for tonight. So don't act like this is some deliberate production here. It's true. Oh, it's true. I, 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 I did it the week, previous week as well, and you did not notice. Yeah. There's two weeks in a row where I, I did this. Two weeks in a row. First of all, you didn't know. First, first of all, you did it last time. First of all, first of all, I knew that you were going to say that when you came on the show tonight. Okay, I but knew, and that's why I call. That's why I. Call, that's why I call you a sucker because you ain't got to go on. Because if you did it, why didn't you? At no point in time, if that's what you did, why don't you post? T, we'll finish this on the show tomorrow night. Why don't you let all of your all of your trollerites that are on Facebook know that we're gonna have this conversation? What's the point? 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 What the hell's the point? Uh, oh, Clint. That's the best point you've had tonight. That's good. That's fair. I got three points, bro. You just, you just refuse. You refuse to accept the fact that. And here's my final point on Dallas being America's team. Um, first take, the most popular show of its type on TV, became that way because of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, Stephen A. Smith became popular because of his hate on the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, uh, Skip Bayless got a five million dollar a year contract to take the exact same show over to Fox Sports to work for the guy who created the show on first take. Used to work for ESPN, now works for Fox Sports. Now he's making five million dollars a year because they talk about the Cowboys. If you watch most of the shows, the bulk of the conversation, football wise, even when the Cowboys are doing terrible is cowboy related because when you're America's team, people love to watch you win and people love to watch you lose. That's why even when you have seasons where you're four and 12, you have the most watched games on television. You have the most sold jerseys in the NFL. I didn't know about the logo, but I'll throw that in there. Now you have the number one logo in the world and you have the most, most valuable franchise in the world. Yes. All of that matters. And guess what? We've had a pretty good run, too, over 57 years. We've had a pretty good run, too. We have eight appearances just like oh, you guys, one less. Okay? It, so over 57 God, it, years. It, what, again, it, fact, it, it we, can only be a rivalry. It can only be a rivalry if both teams hold their rest. It's not, a, it's not a rivalry. You're right. You have, you have a rivalry with Baltimore. You have a rivalry with Dallas. We've played three Super Bowls against each other. Okay, more than any two teams. So there's, there's a little <laughs> Yeah, okay. But, you know, two of those were in the 70s. One was in the 90s. 20 years ago. I mean, you know, it, you know it's, too bad. it's not as good. Hold their up the you know what? Everybody wants, to, everybody wants to be a rival against Dallas because we're the team. Everybody wants oh, to be stop. Dallas because we're the team. No, it's a fact. Everybody, when Dallas, you can act, come on, man, act, go ask around. When Dallas comes to town, it's Dallas it's week. Everybody gets up to play the Cowboys because the vast majority of yeah. our games, even when we suck, are primetime televised games because we're so popular. Yeah, That's you America's team. Like 
are, are such a, a incredible franchise in terms of popularity in their own right. It, it, it's amazing. They are. It, it's amazing. Right. That, you have a very loyal fan base. You have a very loyal fan base, and for a small TV market, you guys do incredible numbers. But you can't, you can't, you can't mess. No one, no one, none of the thirty-two teams can mess with the Cowboys. And that's what makes us America's team is even when we're losing, we're still relevant. And when we're winning, oh my God, look out. Because then all the Cowboy fans, and a lot of them I have a problem with, come out pounding their chest, and then all the Cowboy haters come out saying it's just a matter of time till you collapse. But Dallas, if Dallas is winning, Dallas becomes the story of the NFL, like last year. The story of the NFL. So that's what I'm saying. Hey, Unlike you, I give your team credit. I give your team credit all the time. Love your coach. Love your coach. You know, we'll take him in Dallas in a, in a, in a second, okay? I think Ben is the real deal. I think you have a great running back, and I think your, your wide receiver is the best in the game. And I love the tradition of stout defensive play. Love James Harrison. Love Palomaro yes, when he was back. You know, I mean, I, I, I can separate loyalty from honesty. And when, I, when I'm honest, there's a lot of things about your team that I really like. But because they're not Cowboys, I can't go that far with it. You know, I can just sit there and go, you know, wow. I mean, honestly, here, I'll give, here's my last compliment, and then we got to get on to some other stuff. But to watch Ben and Brown, or as Terrell Suggs says, 8 and 84 play, yo, it's magic. I mean, you know, I, I could only hope that Dak and Zeke could ever get that kind of chemistry. It, I don't think it'll ever happen. I just, I just don't. Um, it's magic, man. I mean, it, what, what those guys, what those two can do on the field together, how well they know each other. I, and that's what gets me back to the rankings. I don't know how you could put your team behind Patriots. And let's slide into some Patriot talk because JB and I both, JB sent me some topics and both, we both had the same topic and almost word for word was pretty funny to me. Um, but I'm going to stick with you, K-Star. Um, and then, then we'll go around the horn. But, you know, we know that your team's coming to play the Patriots on Sunday. going to be a big game. We just saw Tom Brady um, and the Patriots lose last night. Brady did not play well. Um, 0 for 11 on third downs. First time since 1991 that the Patriots um, ever did that. First time ever for Tom Brady. Um, you know, is this – is this a sign of things to come, or was this just a bad day at the office for Tom Brady? Uh, it was a bad day at the office for Tom Brady. The Patriots have, have struggled before in Miami, not to this degree. But, I mean, one of the biggest, you know, uh, weapons of the past decade was lost for, for New England. They didn't have Rob Gronkowski there, and he solves a lot of L's. He opens up a lot of things. And, you know, the Patriots offense really isn't the Patriots offense to a large degree without him. And, um you know, again, they struggled in Miami before. Uh, last night, Miami won it more. And this also this also happens sometimes before two teams are supposed to play a big hyped game. We're about to let down going into it. Um, yeah, I'm surprised, frankly, that that happened to New England. But I'm a little worried because, I mean, it, it's rare when they play two bad back-to-back games. Okay. JB, what do you think? Yeah, I do agree with with, uh, with K-Star on this one. I think it's more of a bad day at the office and aberration. I think that when you're playing a divisional rival, regardless of location, whether Patriots are home or on the road, in this case at Miami, it's going to be a tough game. 
And like you said, going 26 years without ever going over whatever on third down is, is amazing. You don't have Gronk. You, you don't seem to have confidence in going to your receivers. I don't know if he uh, completed more than five passes to his receivers throughout the course of the game, which is why I think they've already signed Kenny Britt to a two-year deal, which we can probably talk about a little later. So you add all that together, um, it's just a bad, a bad game. I think that they'll bounce back. I think it'll be a much more competitive game versus the Steelers. I think uh, you know we've seen we've seen Brady put up some goose eggs before. We saw it against the Chiefs a couple of years ago. Played a horrible game. They got beat 44 to 14. After that, they reeled off 10 in a row. So we've seen this type of performance happen where they bounce back the next day. So that's what I'm expecting to see from Brady and the Patriots. Doctor Train, what are your thoughts? Dr. Train, do you have us on mute? Yeah, I don't have too much to add. I, I pretty much being with every, uh, I, I agree with everything that's being said, but it does make me wonder, you know, when we talk about, you know, uh, Brady being being VP, you know, there was a time where Brady operated with a receiving core where we didn't even know who they were. Uh, here we do know some names on, on the receiving core and still, um, they're not productive, mind you. Just two weeks ago, they 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 smacked this team hard. <laughs> they 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 smacked Miami all all over the field, and here it is. Uh, three weeks later, Miami's getting the best of them. You know that's that's that that's more or less that division rival thing. You know Miami does have a have a uh, have a decent coach in Adam Gase, um, but yeah, overall, I don't I don't I don't I don't think it's a permanent. Definitely, I would definitely consider the aberration. It's an aberration that cost me my fantasy football season, but you know I live with it. It's personal. <laughs> well, you know, I I I'm going to be careful with what I say because I do know a few years ago when Brady was around 37 and had played a couple of bad games, I did come on the air and said that that Brady was on his way out and he was declining. And of course, I ate those words. They were really good. I put some salt and some some hot sauce on them. And man, those some good ass words I ate. Mm. Just like <laughs> just like uh, Jameis Winston and them W's he was eating. I ate, I ate my words. Um, I'm 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 going to say this. I I believe we are seeing the beginning of the decline. Um, because he's forty. And if you think back to Peyton Manning, um, we we saw we started to see some of this, and you know he was able to come back. Yes, he had neck surgeries, but you know the the the, the body not responding is part of when you get a certain age, right? You know, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I I'm not ashamed to be 50 years old, and I used to, you know, 20 years ago, I could go out and drink all night and get home at four in the morning take a nap, get up, jump in the shower, and be to work at, at, at you know, 7, 30, 8 o'clock and work all day like nothing. Might take two or three cups of coffee in the morning, but I was ready to roll. Now, I know this because that's what I used to do. <laughs> um, now, if I go out Friday night, you better pretty much bank that Saturday night I'm home recovering. You want to go out again, T? Nah, man, I'm good, bro. Thanks, man. I'll see you next weekend. And it's just the body as we get older, 
can't do some of the things that we did when he's younger. That's just human nature. And I don't care. You, you can mitigate some of that to a point with diet and exercise and taking care of yourself. And we've seen, we've seen Brady at 40 play at a high level. We've seen other, you know, Brett Favre and Warren Moon and other quarterbacks go late into their career and, and play at a high level. But sometimes we don't want to admit because, because he's been so great for so long and, and we just expect he's going to come back because he's Tom Brady. Um, but at some point, you know, as, as they say, and this isn't my quote, I'm stealing this, Father Time is undefeated. Um, what I saw last night was concerning because I kept waiting to see that Tom Brady. I mean, we've all seen it. You know, okay, Brady's got the ball. Here we go. And it never happened last night. And this was, you know, they have a lot to play for. This game, yes, is a division rival, and we know they know each other well and all that, but you, you know you're going in to play another team that had the same record as you before this game next week. And I believe that game's in Pittsburgh. Is that right, K-Star? K-Star? You are correct. Okay. Yes, so Pittsburgh. you're on the road in Miami, and now you're going to go on the road and play Pittsburgh in a huge game where the number one seed could pretty much be on the line and so they had a lot to play for. And I get Gronk wasn't there. I get – and that, that's, that's significant. But we've seen Brady with, as Train said, with receivers that you, you – I don't even know who these guys are. And he turns them into – he elevates their level of play. And we didn't see that last night. So I'm going to go on record right now and say this is the beginning of the decline. Will he have enough to get some more wins, to play well, and maybe pull out a Super Bowl? It's possible. It's possible if the team can come together, but I wouldn't pick them right now to be totally honest, even though I said we sat here for 45 minutes, getting K-Star a hard time. Be, be honest. I don't see a team in the AFC right now beating Pittsburgh, including new England. Now, two weeks ago, I wouldn't have said that, but what I'm seeing from Tom Brady, um, I, I don't, I don't see it right now. Even with Grant coming back, I just, I don't see it. I think right now Pittsburgh is going to be the team to beat. I think Pittsburgh is going to go out there and exert their will at home next uh, Monday afternoon. I think it's going to be a good game because Brady, Brady, you know, he's he going he gonna to come to play. But like I said, at some point, and we've all, we've all been there. It's the same thing with, with, you know, even with Madden, right, K-Star? At some point, your reflexes ain't the same. Your stick skills ain't the same. You know, you're playing guys that are 18, 19, 20, and you remember when you were 18, 19, 20, and now you're not. And, you know, you can get by with experience to a point. But at some point, the body says, uh, yeah, no. I, I have a feeling. We're gonna, let's monitor this over the next few weeks. But I think this is the beginning, um, and I have to be honest and give credit where credit is due. Max Kellerman said this like two years ago, that at the end of the season, Brady will fall off a cliff, his words. And I kind of agreed with him based on what I know about the NFL and what I've seen. I think we're seeing the beginning of that cliff. Now, hey, if I'm wrong, you guys will certainly hold me accountable, especially K-Star. But that's how I feel. Um. Let's see what else we got to talk about. Uh, I want to go to I want to go to train on this one. So train, you know, we saw a situation at the end of the Jacksonville Seattle game, and there was two topics to discuss. One is Michael Bennett in the victory formation, um, kind of going full full speed. Um, your thoughts on that? And then secondly, and maybe more importantly, is 
you know, the fans um, throwing, you know, beer, water, whatever at Clinton Jackson and then his re- reaction to go up to try to get up in the stands. Um, and uh, he's he's not getting suspended. We're still waiting to see if he's going to be fine, but he's not getting suspended. Just your thoughts on that whole end of the game debacle. Start with Train. Oh, well, uh, definitely the um, they're trying to go hard on the victory form. I mean, that is if that's not the epitome of sore loser, it it I, I don't know of any other situation that wouldn't be the epitome of sore loser. It's almost like uh, what was that that head coach Yano back in Tampa Bay when he had yep. his guys going hard yep. at the end of a game yep. when people are trying to take a kneel. Like it's over, bro. Like there's it's it's a kneel. It's it's done. They're honestly trying to get out of here for both you guys' safety. There's there's nothing else that needs, no other play that needs to be ran. It's a wrap. You came on the field. You played a good game. Sometimes what bothers me with uh, with with football is um, how dirty it can get, or maliciously dirty it can get. In a in a sense that. Guys don't want to accept, you, you know, you you had 60 minutes, I had 60 minutes, you put everything on the field, this is the result. Shake hands, walk it off. Come back, play next week. Um, trying to be maliciously dirty, like it's careers you affect when you start to do that. Like you, you change the other person's way of life. You know what I'm saying? They get injury. They probably they may get injury. They can't recover from. Like it can it can get to that magnitude. And then to make matters worse, I promise you, uh, you know, people in general already have ugly sides that I that I detest. And uh, I'm 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 not a fan of of a, I I don't really like the attitude of a lot of football games. You know, it's already bad enough that the Manage that that the uh, that that owners and and some management you know look at these players as product. Like as fans, they are not. I, I can't necessarily view these players as product. Like these are people. There's no way you see Quentin Jefferson in a club or on the street, and you you gonna throw some some beer at him. Like that dude is six what three what? Is you gonna throw beer at him? Just because you out of arm's reach, yeah. It's it's if you're not gonna do it when you're standing face to face to him, why would you do it then? Hmm. It's, okay. it's ugly. It's it's just it's ugly and it's just un, it's unacceptable. It just it makes you like that ah, slip to the next thing. Like you know, it almost in the back of your mind, I hope that dude get his ass whooped. That's this is what I'm saying. Like yeah, I hope he get his ass whooped by somebody. I hope they do let him up in the same. Um, JB, anything different to add? No, not really. I mean, the only thing I will say about the whole um, trying to swipe the ball, I get playing to to the very end, but I think that's going a step too far, especially in today, today's day and age of safety and what have you, um, and no problems with the dude trying to restrain himself, but then couldn't take it anymore. A lot of these folks, they don't realize that they get cut out that street, they through, they done. Just like being on Twitter or being on Facebook or being on any one of these social outlets. Say what they want to say, but if they see the person face-to-face, they'll be quiet like a library. 
So I agree with everything Trini said. K-Star, oh, before you speak, uh, 72% of the vote in, more is up, 51 to 48%. 22,912 vote different. They're saying too close to call. So we'll see what happens. All right, K-Star. So I got a good quote from Joe Thomas uh, on the scenario uh, off his Twitter. He said, saying I'm a man and I'm not going to let someone disrespect me is the most childish, never played cliche in our society. But being a man really means having the discipline to look someone in the eye, control your emotions, and walk away. The Seahawks... The Seattle Seahawks do have a discipline problem. They wanted to fight. Michael Bennett, as incredible a player he is, seems to be like one of the most immature dudes I've ever, I've ever seen on the football field. This guy's like a man-child. This dude, he literally like tried to take out the back of his legs, and I believe the rationale was because of a call that went against Seattle or that wasn't called in favor for Seattle. It's awful. And, yeah, there's definitely those fans out there who think that you know, they're they're protected, and, you know, frankly, I don't think that a lot of fans look at players as human beings. It's like they look at them as a different entity, one that almost isn't real in a way, one that's there to serve, to entertain, um, and to, you know, use in fantasy football. You know, you see the same people, that, likely the same people, type of people, I should say, who go after them on Twitter because of a bad game, you know, they started him in fantasy football. Like, it's that player's fault. Like, it, it's it's ridiculous. You know, but, you know, Jefferson needs to chill. Like, that, it, we, we did not – I did not want to see another Ron Artest scenario. That's what it could have turned into very quickly. Luckily, there's security. But the fans know that too, and that's why, they, you know, they, they are able to hulk up, you know, once they have that liquid courage and security guard between them and the, a 300-pound large man. Um, yeah, and, and let me just say the quote I, I think is the stupidest quote I've ever heard in my life. Um, Discipline you, you is stupid. Know, is that don't, the thing? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, you, you, you don't get. And I'm not saying you, but you said Joe Thomas. You don't get to define yeah. what I define as being a man. You don't get to tell me mm-hmm. my parameters being a man. If that's how you want to live your life, God bless you, brother. Um, but as as a, as a man myself, I'm not doing it your way. I'm going to do it my way. Okay, and you know sometimes. Um, you turn the other cheek, you get hit in that cheek too. So there, there is a point in time where it is okay to stand up for yourself. And what those fans did was completely out of line. Now, now I'm not saying that Quentin should have gone and, and, you know, hit somebody, but I understand his frustration. I'm glad he didn't get suspended. Um, I'm, I'm glad. I hope he doesn't get fined because I think the fans, yep. plural, are completely out of line. I hope they find him on videotape and ban him from the stadium forever. And I don't think he should get penalized one little bit for that because they're not pieces of meat. They are human beings. We are human. Okay. And it means we have emotion. And yes, you know, even Chris Carter said the protocol is to just walk in with your helmet on and ignore it. Well, okay. That might be the protocol, but I'm also a person with emotions. I'm a person with feelings. I'm a real, live, breathing entity. And maybe nine out of ten times, that's exactly what I'm going to do. But maybe on that tenth time, I'm going to walk over there and just let them know, hey, I'm real. And if you were down here, would you do that to me? If you were here face-to-face, would you throw a beer at me? If I saw you out in the street, would you throw a beer at me? So that liquid Internet social media courage you got, yeah, bro, I'm standing in your face. Because Lord knows I've been there. I've had to confront people. 
who were big and bad until they met me. And all of a sudden, Big T walks up. They ain't as big and bad anymore. That, 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 listen, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Okay? It's just the way it is. You know, we were all, the little boy on the Today Show crying about, being, about bullying. I want to find out where he lives, and I want to go help him. <laughs> where you live, bro? I got you. You know? I'm not saying that this guy was being bullied, but to some degree, when you're up in that stand and you just know there's security and, and, and you're just amongst thousands of people, yeah, you just feel like you're invincible, so I just do whatever I want. No! No, it's not right. It's wrong, and I have no problem with um, uh, Quentin Jefferson's – I put Jackson on the sheet. I thought his name was Jackson, but it is Jefferson. My bad. Um, I have no problem in how he handled it. I'm glad that he couldn't get up in there because it could have gotten ugly, and then, then oh, the conversation would be a different one. Yeah, then we would have been talking about how yeah. you know he shouldn't have done anything. But I think to walk over there and say something and put the fear of God yeah. in someone because you know whoever saw him coming over – you know, you check the shorts because they change color quick. <laughs> as soon as he took his helmet off and walked over, it was like, oh, oh, <laughs> he's coming over here. <laughs> Everything changed yep. then, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so um, actually, T, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So good that okay. Go ahead, sorry. No, that's okay. Um, and, and honestly, I, I love Michael Bennett, but wrong is wrong. Um, wrong is wrong, and he was wrong. I, I love what he stands for. I love his passion. Um, had his brother on the Cowboys, not a huge fan of Martellus, but, um, you know, had him on the Cowboys. They're both very intel- intellectual and intelligent brothers. Um, overall, I like them as people. Um, I thought Martellus was a bit of a crybaby when he was in Dallas. He didn't understand. You, you play behind a Hall of Famer, you're behind a Hall of Famer. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. Um, Michael, I, I like him, but he was wrong. And when Shiano did that, I believe it was Tampa Bay, as Train alluded to, I, I, yell, I was all over him about that. You know, there is, you know, I'm sorry, guys. I've coached sports. I've played in sports. I'm, I'm a sportsmanship type of guy. I may have said this before. I coached a bunch of kids that sucked at basketball. Sucked, okay? Um, their coach quit because they were so bad, he just quit. And I felt so bad for these kids, I stepped in and coached um, the, the rest of that season and in the following two seasons. The, that year that I took over, we were like 0-15, now, we went from 0-15 to two years later uh, losing the championship game. So, brother got a little coaching skills. But the point is, that first year, we were terrible. And these are kids. We got a sportsmanship award because I wasn't having it. You're going to shake hands. You know, you're going to keep your head up. There's just a certain way it is. And at the end of a football game, you know, last play of the game, you just don't do that. They're, they're, and every football player I saw talk about this said – yeah, we get it. You know, we get it. You, you want to play till the end and anything can happen. We saw it happen with um, uh, uh, the Giants and the Eagles, and they didn't kneel down, and they did a handoff, and that was that famous Herm Edwards recovery, and he ran for a touchdown play. We've seen strange things happen, but in a victory formation, show some, show some respect. The whole, this whole topic is just about respect. And I got to tell you, um, and I'm not even talking about Kaepernick and the flag. I ain't talking about that. I'm just talking about player relationships um, and what I've seen uh, with the hits and, and, and some of the stuff I've seen, um, it's just, to me, it's, it, 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 we've gone a long way from, from that respect thing. We've, we've gone a long way, and I hope we can get back to that. I really, I really, really do. I like when I, at the end of the game, when I see them coming together and I see them pray together. And, you know, I like when – I don't like when someone gets hurt, but I like when 
I see the other team applauding, you know, we saw what happened to Ryan Shazier and we we're all praying for him to um, forget football. Just, just, just come back and be healthy. And, and, football. And, and, and we saw everybody react to that. That's the camaraderie we need. That's what we need. Not just, not just the players, but the fans too. I am disgusted. And I don't mean to go off on a tangent guys, but bear with me. Um, I'm disgusted at my Cowboy fans again because of some of the stuff I saw, including a guy who I consider a friend when Carson Wentz went down. Now, his response to me when I said that's not right, the things he said about Carson Wentz and the Eagles um, and the memes that he posted was, well, they did that to Romo. And he's right. He's right. When Romo got hurt and he was laying on the ground and with his back hurt, there were memes everywhere, everywhere anti-Romo means. And he's absolutely right. And on that point, I said, you know what, though? I said, I can't argue that point with you. You're right. Romo got more hate than any quarterback I've seen in recent history. And injury prone, and I've seen everything negative about Tony Romo. So I get it. You're right. But I said to him, but why can't we be better? Why can't we? Why can't you and I be better? Why do we have to succumb to what other people did to our quarterback? Why can't we get better? Carson Wentz is a phenomenal quarterback, a phenomenal football player. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. Sure, after he was done and we found out, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. Hey, I ain't going to lie, guys. I don't want him hurt. But once he was hurt, I'm like, you think the Rams can get this win? And now Eagles go to 10-3 and three without Carson Wentz? Could the Eagles lose three in a row and Dallas win three in a row? And, hey, I'm thinking all this thing because that's football, baby. I'm thinking it. That's natural. But I'm not yeah. thinking. Right, but I'm not sitting here happy that the guy got hurt and tore his ACL. I'm not sitting over here applauding it. I'm not sitting over here saying, oh, well, Tony Romo got hurt. and not. No, I'm not doing that. I don't ever, and, and we have to be better, and fans, we got to be better. There is no good injury in the NFL. These are men. They have families. They, they are people. We, you don't root for injury, and you don't applaud when someone gets hurt, whether it's a sprained ankle or whether it's a torn ACL like um, – um, Carson Wentz, and certainly not Ryan Shazier, although I, did, I have not heard anybody applaud that, thank God. But you don't, you don't do that. We need to get to a level of respect and friendly competition. K-Star and I rip each other, but I, I don't want to see Ben hurt. You know, I don't want to see any of his players hurt. I want to see his – hey, I ain't going to lie. I was rooting for Baltimore because I want to come over here and rub it in his face. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. But I'm not rooting for Baltimore – in the lieu of his team getting hurt or something bad happening to one of his players. We have to be better, fans. We've got to elevate it and keep it to professional competition. And, hey, I don't like your team. You don't like my team. Let's talk a little smack. At the end of the day, we shake hands, we hug, you know, whatever, whatever, and we move on into the next game. And we've got to get back to that, okay? We've got to get back to that. And I'm sorry to go off on a tangent there, but I just have a strong feeling about it. No, nah, no, nah, man, I, I 100% agree. Like, we're turning it into like a pack of animals, like a pack of of psychopaths, like the way we're collectively acting as as fans, and it's it's disgusting. I mean, Charles Suggs, I remember he ruptured his Achilles a couple of years ago, I think, in training camp. And I, let me tell you something. I wasn't, I, I was not happy about the injury. You know, I wasn't boohooing it either. But I was sad in a way too because it's like, yo, you want to play. Teams like I'll put it like this: any real competitor wants the other team to be at their best, so that there's no excuses anyway, right? I mean, you know, so like don't get me wrong, like your heart might be lifted a little bit in the sense that you might have more hope because player A, who's awesome, is now out the game. But at the end of the day, you know that it's kind of a a, a cheapened product and a really just 
a less version of that team's self. Just like right now, it's not really the Cowboys. I mean, yes, the Cowboys, but like Zeke's not even there, so it's kind of a you know, it's it, it, it cheapens it a little bit, right? I mean, and fans like yeah, T. I mean, we gotta do better because this we're turning into psychopaths. It's it's pretty disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and on that note, let me go to JB. JB, your thoughts, and again, this is not too far from what we were talking about, but um, your thoughts on um, what we saw in uh, uh, Houston with uh, Tom Savage. And for anybody listening, uh, whether you're listening live or podcasts, um, just a quick, you know, just to bring you up to speed, um, Tom Savage took a pretty, pretty solid hit, and it appeared on camera that he went into some level of a convulsion or a seizure. Um, his body started to shake a little bit, and it looked like he had, you know, he went into, like, some type of seizure. Um, came off the field, concussion protocol, went back in the game for a series, and then they took him out um, and said, you know, that, that, you know, he wasn't cleared to play. And so the question is, how did he get back in the game, especially seeing – his reaction to the hit. JB, your thoughts on the on that play and the concussion protocol? Well, I think that with the hit itself and seeing him obviously concussed on the ground, to to be able to go back in the game a couple of plays later, whatever it was, was absolutely ridiculous. And I know that O'Brien's been taking a lot of heat for it, and I think that's just incorrect. You have a medical staff there that's supposed to handle these things, and that's where it starts. That's where it's discussed. That's where it ends. So whoever was the head medical person, the head trainer, whatever you want to call it, whoever that doctor is or set of doctors, they should be fired. I'm sorry, and I hate to see people lose their jobs, but when you, you're basically putting a person's life at risk when you put him back into the fire like that. There's no reason why he should have been cleared to play. I don't understand it. I don't get the process of how they're doing things. We've seen this happen before. Russell Wilson goes into the tent, comes back out. We've seen it happen in other instances throughout the year. Something has to be done so that the players can protect themselves. It's not the head coach. That's not his job. It's not his responsibility. It's the responsibility of the medical staff to do their job to ensure that when the player goes back in, they have passed everything possible and not a penny less. And to see him like that, and then go back in, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to know, dude's not right. Dude is not right. And then you go back and you put him in, and then you realize, oh, you know what, maybe he isn't right. No, he's not right. Get him out of there. You should have kept him out of there. So I put the full blame, personally myself, I put the full blame on the medical staff for being completely inept on how they handle this uh, situation. Well, there really is nowhere else. I mean, for, for people that don't know, the head coach has no power in this at all. They, 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 the protocol takes the power away from the head coach. So it really is. They have an independent um, examiner that his, his sole job is to spot possible concussions, pull the player out, consult with the medical staff, and then make the determination on whether the player is cleared to go back into the game. Totally independent from the head coach. The head coach has no say in this whatsoever. The player has no say in this whatsoever. It is up to that medical team. And, and the one person the NFL hired isn't, doesn't work, works for the NFL, doesn't work for the Houston Texans. So it is a, you know, to use the political term, bipartisan object, uh, uh, observer. So I completely agree with JB. I think what I would add, and I'll see if the other guys have anything to add, I think the NFL needs to – you know, when you see a situation where someone um, 
body goes limp, um, out cold, um, you know, staggering. You know, they get up and they fall back down. We've seen that before. Um, the seizure thing. To me, they're out. You're done for the day. Period. Because that's a severe hit. You know, it's not if someone gets up and they shake their head a little bit and run to the sideline. Okay. Use your analysis, use your tools and determine it. Or if you see that the person got nailed pretty good, head helmet to helmet, and you want to check them out and make sure, okay, okay with that too. But when it gets to the point where they get up and fall, but we've seen this before, they get up, fall back down, or any of the obvious signs, obvious signs, I think they need to change the rule and automatically you're done for the day. I don't care who it is. You're done for the day. Even if you pass whatever you want, the brain is not something to mess with, as we know. I think I just saw something about Larry Johnson, uh, former running back, saying that um, he's got C- he thinks he's got CET, and by the time he hits 50, won't even know his name. Okay? So that, that would only be my thing to add is if you really want to protect the players, add that in. Uh, K-Star or Train, anything to add? No, you guys killed it. <laughs> Not on my end, man. Okay. Yeah, that, um, that stuff that just gets me hot, personally. Um, especially when you're always talking about players' safety. Yes, and, and you know what? I still am, too, for that same reason. You know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. We'll, we'll catch up. Yeah, yeah, bro, and, and boy, the, the, the plot always thickens. Trust me when I tell you that. But I promise you that. Um, it's just. The, the absence of such um, proper way to handle things in, in, in light of everything that's going on about CTE, about player safety, about making sure that the players are protected. And then to do this, I feel like the NFL as a whole is just being hypocritical on every stage that you can possibly be on. And this is just another example of it. It's not the first time this happened. It's just not the first time. Like I said earlier, we saw this with Russell Wilson. We've seen this with other quarterbacks. Not the first time. What's it going to take for them to get it right? Is it going to take someone having a concussion the way Merrill Hodge did a long time ago where he basically died on the sideline? They had to resuscitate him. Is it going to take that to bring things to where they're supposed to be? I just don't understand it. And the more they talk about it, the more it's falling on deaf ears because they're really not doing anything to protect the players. And seeing this happen with Savage is a prime example of it. All right, now I'm done. All right. Uh, election update, 86% in. It's a dead heat. We're down uh, about 3,000 votes difference. So um, come on, Alabama, don't let me down. Um, my final thought real quick is, uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little Cowboys, but we kind of killed them early in the in the day. Pro Football Talk says 4% chance of making the playoffs. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, I know that's a statistic, but there's three games to play. Anything can happen. I, I just don't, I don't buy that. But I, I will say this. Um, NFL refs, can y'all please call a holding call on the other team that plays <laughs> Dallas? Um, DeMarcus Lawrence was absolutely right. Um, Dallas yep. is not getting – it's been five games since a holding call was called against Dallas, and um, for the for the year um, they are the they are the they are the last team for holding calls. And I want you, everyone to think about it, everybody listening. You've got the sack leader, <laughs> and the NFL sack leader on that defensive line. 
Demarcus Lawrence. You've got David Irvin, who's a monster on that line, okay? This isn't like this is some lame line with no no names. You've got a guy who's definitely, you know, he'll be in a Pro Bowl, and David Irvin might even contest for a Pro Bowl slot. I'm not sure, but it's possible he's played that well. My point is, for there to be no holding calls, come on, man. Come on. Just, 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 just please give us, a, give us a fair chance. I don't mind losing. I, I really don't. If, if, if everything is fair and we're just not good enough, hey, I got I to gotta take. Well, okay, you're wrong. I'm wrong. I hate, I hate losing. If we're not good enough, we're not good enough. But come on now. Can we get a holding call, please? Just, can, we just, can we get a holding call? That's all I got to say. All right. Um, gentlemen, that's about all I got for tonight. Um, let's go around and get final words. And uh, let's start hey, with, hey, the, hey, with the – Yes, sir. Are we doing uh, are we doing power rankings? Oh, my bad, my bad. We got power rankings. Thank you. I do have them here. So, um, <laughs> power rankings. Yes, K Star has uh, the Patriots first. I still don't understand that. But anyway, um, power rankings. The Madden Voice cumulative power rankings. Number five, the Los Angeles Rams. Number four, the Minnesota Vikings. Number three, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number two. The New England Patriots and number one. Wait for it. Wait for it. The Dallas. No, I'm just kidding. The Pittsburgh Steelers, number one. <laughs> Beautiful to hear. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, I, 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 you know, I mentioned Carson Wentz earlier, and he's out for the season. Um, I do want to. I, I forgot about that. I do want to touch on that real quick before we go. Um, I just, I just, first of all, I wish him a speedy recovery just as a football fan. I think the guys, the guys got an incredible upside. I've, I've, I don't know that I've seen someone from the first or second year make such a stride like he has. It's, it's, it's amazing how much better he's gotten just from the first or second year. It's amazing. It's like um, baby Rogers or something. It's crazy. Oh, he's, he, the guy, you know, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's everything that they, that they said he was going to be. Um, here's a couple things I want to say, and I want to get you guys' thoughts. Um, number one, they were talking about this great rivalry that could develop between Wentz and Goff. I'm sorry, I don't think Goff is there. Um, I, I, I think Goff is good, and I think he'll get better, and I think you know he could at some point get to that point. But I, I don't know, guys. I know what I saw, and I saw Nick Foles come in off the bench and outplay Goff. Okay? That's what I saw. Or Nick Foles, 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 whatever the hell his name is. Um, um, I don't even know the guy's name, but he came in off the bench now you and got I played it. You got golf. It. Okay. Foles, yeah. Um, yeah, Foles, and I think Nick Folk was a kicker. But anyway, um, right. I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think golf is there yet. I just don't. I think he's he's good, you know. But I don't think he's great. I mean, the Rams got a, you know they got a lot of weapons, got a good team, got a good defense, and, you know, good team. I think he's good, and I think he'll get better. And maybe this time next year he'll, you know what I mean? Like I see it coming. But to put, I don't think, I don't think putting him in that conversation. I think it's it's presumptuous. I think Wentz um, of the two is the class of the two, and I think when you're looking at young quarterbacks, um, you know, I still like my guy Dak, but damn, Wentz looked good. <laughs> I mean. Wentz looks really good. I cannot, I can't, I can't fake the funk on a nasty dunk. I have to be honest about how good he looks, how good he looked this year. Um, You know, amazing to me how much he improved. So I just think they're really, they're trying to make, they're trying to come up with the next um, Manning, Brady, the next, 
you know, great rivalry in the NFL, and I think they're pushing too hard. I think you have a better chance of Prescott Wentz being the, the great rivalry over the next five to ten years than you do golf. They're in the same division, and um, – you know, the Eagles are now relevant. The Cowboys are now relevant. You know, they weren't relevant a few years ago. They're relevant again. Um, more likely than not, they're they're having better teams. Got you know, got a young running back. Got the, the the either the youngest or the second youngest team in the NFL over there in Dallas. Got a good solid team over there in Philly. I think I think there's going to be some battles coming up once once gets back. But they seem like they're pushing golf. You know, he's this and he's that, and he's the number one versus the number two. And I, I'm sorry, I don't see it. But I wonder what you guys' thoughts on the whole on the whole thing. Let's go to uh, go to Dr. Train. He's kind of quiet over there, Dr. Train. Um, yeah, man, I like what I see from Wentz. I really, the only thing I got to add to the whole Wentz saga is how does Cleveland feel right now? Mm. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's all I got to add, man. And, and, and they passed on Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And you you really probably have a – I could see more of a rivalry between Prescott and Wentz than I can see Wentz and Golf simply because they are in a division. I can understand the statement of a rivalry between – a same rivalry between Golf and Wentz, but that would be simply be only because they came in together. I mean, the, the 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 opportunities for them to play each other really is, you know, based on how well the overall team does. I think you look forward, you, you probably look forward to Philly-Dallas games more than anything because now you got two young quarterbacks <laughs> on two hot, two hot teams. And, and it, yeah. Yeah, and just a reminder, I mean, Dak was part of that same draft, even though he was not a first-round pick. Um, but he's yeah, part of the true. same draft. So. Yeah, you're right. Same yeah. draft. So, um, um, okay, sir. Anything to add? Yeah, I love golf as a player. You know, but he's still progressing. I mean, he took a monster leap from his first year to his second year, but he's not as good as Carson Wentz, and I don't think he's as good as Dak, honestly, either. Yet, I think that he has potential to be. I think that he will continue to progress, but I think that this is just the desire to fit that narrative about, you know, because uh, they were drafted um, one pick apart from one another into a cool story and, and all those things. But I don't think that on the field it matches up. And I think that, I mean, it, it's right there in its own division between Dak and, and, and Carson. Um, again, I love golf, but, like, we need to let players grow, and he's still growing. And, and, you know, before I get JV's thoughts, I just want to I just want to pound my chest just a little bit because you and I, K-Star, had a discussion on Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. And I talked about looking at the entire season. Um, I think what happened this weekend kind of verifies my position when I look at the and I, I've been telling you that I would go not that Russell Wilson. Yes, I get it. I get the narrative with Russell <clears throat> Wilson. They ask for more of him. Um, he's 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 overall he's played very well, but he really didn't have that good of a game this weekend. And Dak came out the box. Okay, so so when I say I'd go for mm. Dak, I'm not crazy. Dak showed this weekend what he's capable of: twenty for thirty, three hundred and thirty-two yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, no turnovers. Okay, I get it. He was playing the Giants. That's a division game, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yes, it was a lowly team, but it's still a division game in their stadium. And, and so when I say I, I'd go for Dak, I'm not. It, 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 
okay, I'll give you maybe maybe 25% of it is Homer. 25% of it is because I've seen every game he's played as a professional. So I have more, more uh, visual evidence. But the other 50% is I just think when I look at, and, and this is for me what I look at, and this is why this goes back to my same argument with Le'Veon and Zeke. I look at the fact that his, his two guys in their second year and they're playing, Zeke is in his second year playing on the same level as Le'Veon Bell. So I go with Zeke over Le'Veon Bell. Dak is in his second year playing on the same level as Russell Wilson. That's kind of, I'm looking at, you know, Dak got to a point in his rookie year where he was playing as good as Tony Romo. And that's why Romo didn't get back, get his job back. Because he got there in his rookie year. When you see that, you have no choice but to go for the younger guy who got there faster. That's what I'm, that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. JB, did you have anything to add on the Carson Wentz, Jared Goff discussion? Well, I think everybody has basically hit the nail straight on the head pushing Goff and Wentz because they both went one and two and whoever was picked first is going to be picked second is a natural ability to want to compare both of them. But uh, to everybody's point, it's, it's really Prescott Wentz in the same division guaranteed two games a year. Guaranteed. We don't know how many times Goff is going to go up against Wentz. And, and plus, Goff, and, and like I said this a couple uh, weeks ago in, in case I wanted to try and rib on me, but Last year, golf looked like a straight-up deer in headlights, and, and the term yes, bust was talked about, and, 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 and it needed to be because of how he looked. Uh, again, the eyeball test was Wentz a better. By far, he was better. Just by looking at him, he looked like he had command of the offense. Did he make the best decisions? No, but he's a rookie. That's going to happen. But he had command of the offense. Golf didn't have command of just a snap, getting under center. So you go from that to where he is now, it's leaps and bounds progression, and that's why they want to try and compare the two together. Personally, there's no comparison. I think um, Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Goff is uh, before he got hurt, obviously. So that just gives you a, a bit of comparison of uh, how far Goff has come but how far he still needs to go. He, he's a good quarterback. He'll get there, but he's he still has a ways to go. Wentz, is, is, Wentz and Prescott are more in the discussion than golf and, and when it could ever be. That's where the comparison needs to be. That's where it should stay. Golf is really good, though. Yeah, he, I don't he think could. he's really he good. Is. I think I think he's good. He's good. And I think he'll get better. Well, yeah, I agree. I agree. It, yeah. I, I'll put it like this. I mean, the Rams had, like, one of the top three offenses this year. No one expected yeah. that. But, like, they're a really well – they're a really well-oiled machine. And, yeah, I don't think he's a top player yet. But he's definitely shown flashes, and he, he's definitely a good yeah. player. Uh, you know, I, I think Dak is better right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I'll say the one thing. It, the future is bright, it, it appears, for the NFL in terms of young quarterbacks. There's a lot of really good ones. So so that's good because Brady, Ben, we're all getting a little older, those guys. So uh, they need that for sure. And there's definitely a great crop. Yeah, I agree. Well, and that's what that's why I said when when Deshaun Watson comes back, look out because he has made more with less than anybody else has this year, and he had that that team looking like they had a shot to take that division. And obviously, with him going down, everything went down with him. But that's a phenomenal player right there, and he wasn't taken in the top uh, ten in the draft. He went number twelve. So. Mm-hmm. Put that in perspective, along with Prescott being at 135. Uh, it, it was a deep quarterback draft. Can't wait for those guys to get healthy. Unfortunately, Wentz, ACL, Watson, ACL. Both start with the W. Both 
both have ACL tears. It's an unfortunate coincidence, but can't wait to see them both back on the field just for the fact that they're both very good players and they play the position well. So from a football perspective, I can't wait to see them both back on the field. All right. Look out for Mr. Biscay in year two, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another one. You guys need to figure out what your what's your head coach gonna what's your head coaching situation gonna be. You know, don't kill the moment. We're talking about quarterback. We're talking about quarterback. Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm right with you on quarterback, but you need the right head coach, baby. I mean, I mean, it's it's it's. I've said it for years. You guys have heard me say it, but it's becoming it's more and more true. You know, you got to have the right head coach with that quarterback. That combination is lethal. And um, yeah, I don't think your coach gonna have a job after this year, bro. So I hope y'all, whoever you hire, um, I hope he's the right guy for you because it's going it's gonna matter if Trubisky's gonna develop. It's gonna matter. That's all I'm saying. But I mean, he's got the talent. Let's but he go, needs man. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, um, Jones is now winning by thirteen thousand votes, ninety one percent, and still too close to call. Um. You know, anyway, I'll I'll touch on this in my final comments. Let me go to you guys. Uh, Dr. Train, you were just speaking. Final thoughts for the night. Uh, don't think it's admissible. I think the most disgusting thing I heard today in sports was um, Donald Trump being awarded the most influential person in, in sports. I am still scratching my head. Sports? Mm. Um, mm, there's, there's some truth. Yeah. There's some truth to that, though, man. Yeah, but I there's some, there's some I truth to it. that. I just, I, not the most influential. If he's had some influence, yeah. great, but not the most influential. That's just Well, influence just, doesn't have to I be positive, though. Remember that. It doesn't have to be positive. But Yeah, in this country, it definitely doesn't have to be positive. But, yeah, I, 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 I get that point, but just most influential, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. Well, let me, let me, I'll just say this real quick on that. If you think about the number of sports that you think about the Olympics going to be in South Korea and what he's done with North Korea, if you think about, um, you know, Popovich, Steve Kerr, LeBron James, and all the people in basketball that have addressed, it, you know, Steph Curry, that have addressed Trump directly, we already know about football. So we're talking about um, three major, the Olympics, football, and and basketball, three major sports that he's had. And I'm, you know, this is just quickly off the top of my head. Um, influential. Now, I, I I say I agree with it. I just don't think it's an award that he should be proud of because I think his influence is negative. <laughs> I think he should be ashamed of getting that award. It's not. It's not that he's been transcendent and done things to improve and help. He's been nothing but disruptive. And, and it's, it's not been a good thing, his influence. But by the literal definition of influence, I see it. I hate it, too, because I can't stand the guy. But I see it because of what I just said. I mean, I mean you can do a tweet, <laughs> one tweet from Donald Trump, and you got the entire NFL um, coming against you. You know, one speech, and you got all the owners kneeling with their players against Trump because they're not, you know, some bitches and all of that. I mean, that's that's where I that's where I see it. That's the, that's why I I understand it. I just don't like it. I wish he would just be the most influential leader in the world. That's what I wish he would be. <laughs> you know, but so I'm with you on not liking it, Train. But I see it. But I don't like it. 
Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Did you have any other final thoughts? Um, other thoughts, just to say, we are we are one game away from owning the the AFC North. All we got to do is take down the Browns. <laughs> I take that as a small consequence. You know, yeah, one game away from owning it, owning it, the, the AFC North. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to got to beat the chest. Uh, you got to take small victories where you can, man. Hey, man, you yeah. got a game coming up. You got a game coming up. I think it's Detroit. Don't you guys got to play Detroit? We got Detroit, the Brown, the Browns in Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you could you could you could you could help me out a little bit and take them take them Lions out too while you at it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh help yeah, they on the t- <laughs> Yeah, that well, wild I mean, card man, run, bro. We, we would do that. We owe them. Okay, I appreciate. We owe them. I appreciate. I appreciate you, bro. All right, more uh, JB. No, that's all I got, baby. Just do that for me, man. I'll send you a gift, man. I'll send you, I'll send you, I'll send you like some, some cupcakes or something. Oh, wait a minute. You're a healthy guy. I'll send you some asparagus. I'll send you some asparagus. <laughs> uh, JB, final thoughts. Uh, it looks like Jones is actually going to win. I don't know, T, if you've seen the projections, but they're projecting Jones I'm to watching. win. Well, I'm watching right, MSNBC. They, they have – they haven't they haven't announced anything yet, so but keep going. All right. Well, football wise, look out. Aaron Rodgers has been medically cleared to practice, so um, or medically cleared to play, I should say. So um, that's going to be interesting to see how these next three games fall out, especially since um, Hundley was able to keep the the Packers in the playoff hunt, and now Rodgers coming back. We already know he was able to run the table the last time. We thought the Packers were down and out, so this should be interesting. Overall, can't wait to see what's going to happen each week. It's it's almost like a live soap opera unfolding before our eyes. Playoff races and see what positioning is going to be. This is where it gets really interesting, and this is where folks that are football fans can really enjoy each and every week that we have. So enjoy these three weeks, and, and let's see what, what happens next. All right. K-Star, final words. Happy and proud to – Defend the three Bs throughout the years. Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, A.B., I love you guys. Hopefully we beat the Patriots this Sunday. Um, I'm worried because our defense was like shit without Ryan Chazier and Joe Hayden. However, <clears throat> guys should leave. And and lastly, before T goes on his uh, and discusses what he's going to discuss, um, People know that I'm pro-economy, economy Trump, but uh, that sports thing, let me tell you something. Donald Trump needs to stay out of sports, and I, and I support him largely because of the economy-type relation – or economic policies and such. But, yeah, this, this sports thing, that he needs to stay his, his ass out of that. He's the president. He's the governor, not be a social governor. Like, this is absurd. Stay out of that, please. Um, anyway, I love you guys. The Cowboys are a great organization. I really do mean that. A great franchise. And um, they're worthy to be in the same breath as the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, yep. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Well, let me just say this. Um, first of all, K-Star, we'll give you credit. You know, there aren't a lot of people that can withstand a tongue lashing from me and come out the other end smiling. So I give you credit for that. Um, I think you know it's all in fun. It's nothing personal. I think you know that. I, I, you know, if it becomes personal, I'll let you know. But, 
it's never personal on the show. It's all football. It's all love. Um, so, but, but, but nice job. I got and great job. Yeah. And great job, JB and K star as always, um, you know, um, couple things. Um, first of all, Cowboys just go get a win. That's really it. You know, they're saying we don't got a lot of sh- chance. And I even said, I think we're going to fall one game short. And I still believe that, but you know what? Every game you win, you, you keeping that you keeping that flame lit. We're going to Oakland next week. Oakland's got a lot of problems. Um, Sean Lee's back. He's a freaking monster, as we saw. Uh, the running game's looking good. Rod Smith's looking good. Everybody, you know, um, we didn't have Orlando Scandrick. I don't know if he'll be back for the next game, but uh, the rookies are starting to step up. So I'm feeling good about the team. I'm feeling good about the ability to win these last three games, Seattle at home, and then Philly in Philly without Carson Wentz. I'm feeling good about being able to go and win these last three, be at 10-6, and six, and let's see where the chips fall. So go Cowboys. Real quick, I appreciate K-Star's thoughts. Him and I don't agree on Trump at all. Um, and, and um, you know, we can certainly have that discussion, you know, another time. But I don't agree with Trump at all. I don't agree with much of anything that he's done as president. And it's not – it, it's, just, it's just his policies just stink. They just suck. Um, that said, I agree he needs to stay out of football. He needs to stay out of sports completely agree we shouldn't even be having the conversation of him being the most influential something in sports he needs to be go back to where the president was actually a, a position that mattered around the world he, he's taken that away um i think we need that back okay we just saw a subway bomber who said mr trump you didn't defend this country okay now, I'm not saying he was right or wrong but the fact that he's uttering these words the fact that he's even got that in his mind that Donald, you got to chill, man. You know, this, these are people's lives we're messing with here. This is real. You know, this isn't a reality show. This is reality. And everything you do matters. There's no dress rehearsal for this. Everything you say, everything you tweet, it matters. And you need to take a deep breath because you are our president, but you suck at your job right now. You got three more years, maybe, to see what you can do better. And prove me wrong. But when you have a situation with this racist guy in Alabama, this guy who's who's, you know, a pedophile and 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 you're supporting him, um, it's it's sickening in a country where wasn't all that long ago that we were applauding Doug Williams as being the first black starting quarterback in the NFL. And now we sat here and you, you can just name Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott and Cam Newton and Kaiser and, and Watson. And, you know, the list goes on and on of African-American quarterbacks that, and that, that are good at what they do. When all that long ago that Rush Limbaugh said how the black quarterback wasn't smart enough to be a black quarterback, my words, not his, but that's what he meant. Okay. Um, if we're going to progress in this country, you cannot have pieces of trash like Judge Moore in office. You can't have Sessions um, uh, running your, your – what is he? Um, he's not FBI. He's the other one. Um, um, CIA? C, uh, no, he's not CIA. Um, I can't remember. Sessions, but Judge Sessions. You can't have him when – wasn't all that long ago that Credit Scott King wrote a letter – outlining the things that he's done to set race relations back. And now you have him in office. You know, if, if, if we are looking to unite as a country, these things can't happen. And if you're going to lead our country, Donald, you can't be doing, I, I, Hey man, you're Republican. I'm Democrat. We're not going to see eye to eye, but you know what? I didn't have these issues with either Bush. I didn't have these issues with Reagan. 
You know, I didn't have these issues with any other Republican um, candidate or president, even though I didn't agree. I, 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 you know, I didn't have these issues, but we have these issues with you, and you're our president. Wake up, brother. This is, this is our country that you're messing with here. Okay, I live here. Do, do, wake up. Now, my words are going to fall on deaf ears. One, he ain't listening. Two, he don't care. But I felt the need to say it. We need to be better. And thank you, Alabama. Jones is up 10,000 votes with 98% in. They still haven't called it for him yet, but it's looking really good. Thank you, Alabama, for keeping that piece of trash out of office um, more. With that said, I want to thank my great co-host for another great show. And uh, we will be back next Tuesday night as the season winds down. For JB, for K-Star, and for Dr. Train, thank you for coming and uh, uh, listening to The Madden Voice. We'll see you next week. And remember, never, ever forget that all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 